Hey, hey, beautiful homemakers. Love the show? Why not join us over on Patreon? It is a Patreon summer here on Homemaker Chic Podcast because now, for a dollar a month, you can become a patron of the show, be a part of the conversation. I'll be sharing videos on how I'm using my tubes, makeup, and skincare this summer. And of course, you can upgrade, get those free digital copies of our cookbooks, watch full video episodes of the show. Show your love for the show today for just a dollar a month. Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast, or just click the red circle over on our Instagram page and it will take you right there. Ladies, gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are so glad to be with you here Monday morning, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Right? That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Are we? <laughs> are we? That was funny. I, I could use a rescue. <laughs> That's what we're we doing. We say this, Promise. I don't know, every episode. Lest Probably. you think we have it all together. We are pulling ourselves out of the ditches as well, many days, reminding ourselves what is true about this work we're doing. Right? What is true? It's good. It's noble. It's never ending. Show over. <laughs> yeah, right. Just keep going. <laughs> and just, just keep swimming. We used to have this little... Oh, you got really quiet. What happened to you? I don't know. Can you turn your earphones up? Uh, no. Sorry. Perfect. You got super quiet. All right. Um, we used to have this little like, beginner reader book for Aiden. You know, one of those little paperbacks from the Target aisle. And it was about Nemo and like having a bad fin and learning how to swim. And Dory, that's what used to always say that. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. I cannot win. I have a bad fin. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it feels like some days. Most Mm -hmm. definitely. Maybe we can talk about that a bit today. Some days you feel really like sexy and great, and other days you're like that nerd with their nose mashed up against the goggles and the snorkel and the flipper fins, and you're just out mm-hmm. there trying mm-hmm. not to drown. Mm-hmm. I was telling my cooking community this yesterday when we were on our call, but I had one of those homemaking days where I had worked just, it felt like to the bone. Mm-hmm. And it was 8.30 at night, and I was fixing to like do the kitchen floor because it was so bad. And y'all, when I'm talking about bad, I mean like somebody got a bloody nose and there's like blood splatters all over. Like, I'm not saying it needs to be perfect. I'm saying like, oh, the puppy pooped or, oh, there's blood splatters in the kitchen. Like, yeah, I don't feel like it's too high. Okay. Anyway, I'm feeling quite sorry for myself. Like, okay, everyone gets to relax. And here's mom doing the floor. Just, uh-huh. it was ugly. Yeah. And Stu kind of grabbed me by the shoulders and was like, you're done for the day. You're done. And he made some decaf. And we just mm-hmm. sat in the dirty, filthy, blood-splattered kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about the day. We talked about mm-hmm. priorities and... Mm-hmm self-talk for me is super important so Mm -hmm. i don't know if you do this but like as a christian there are these moments where whatever forces may be really like to remind you of horrendous things you've done in the past 
stupid things you've said. Mm-hmm. Just terrible things, okay? And this usually happens when I'm laying in bed at night. And all these memories will flood back in and I my heart starts pumping and I'm like, oh gosh. Mm. Yeah, you remember when you said that stupid thing when you were 13 or whatever? Right, right. And I have to, I've learned over the years that I have to talk to myself. I have to tell myself and remind myself what is true. And I will Mm. say, you are a child of God. You are loved. Your sins have been forgiven in Christ and all be all like, we know how this, and I have to tell myself that. So what about it? Yeah. I said that stupid thing that's gone now. It's done. It's wiped clean. The same is true for the homemaker. Mm -hmm. So when you get to the end of the day and you've worked really hard and you're like, Oh, didn't even get to all these things. I'm such like such a loser. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Usually it's a little more subtle than that, but I've been trying to talk to myself very kind. Like, oh, you did that thing. That was a lot of work. Good job. Oh, you remembered to pull that out for dinner. Good job. (laughs) Yeah. And not all the undone things because those go on forever. (laughs) Right. And they will swallow you whole. Yes. Yeah. And that's not a place you want to stay. Last last week at church, uh, pastor did the, so we did the, you know, church confession, confess Mm -hmm. their sins. He tells us we're forgiven. And he, later on in the sermon, then he pointed out, he's like, you'll notice in the, you know, the sermon order, um, there's in red, it says, allow time for contemplation or whatever underneath that after Mm -hmm. it's all been done. Mm -hmm. And he goes, we're not doing that in this church. Once we say your sins are forgiven, like, I don't want you going back to that place and wallowing in your contemplation. It's like, it's over. We're done. Mm-hmm. We're moving on to the Gloria. You know, like, we're... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't and, stay there. Right. And <laughs> don't stay way, there. That's not about what you've done. Because what you've done would sort of leave you in that contemplative... Yikes. <laughs> right. Right. Right? Yeah, like, he's like... Go ahead. It's been done. It's like, done. <laughs> exactly. It's a done deal. It's yeah. a done deal. That's what you got to remind yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to plug something, which is might be a little weird. Okay. I am very selective about what podcasts I listen to. I do listen okay. to some. But one came up on my feed yesterday, and it was Joe Rogan and Stephen Meyer. And I recognize Stephen Meyer's name. I believe from um, the Creation Institute. And I thought, this guy is a Christian. Like, what is he doing on here? Joe has had Matt Walsh on before, which I had a really hard time listening to. That was awful. Um, No offense, Matt. (laughs) It was bad. (laughs) You you bombed. (laughs) Yeah, he did bomb. Um, But this guy, I I can't remember what he is. Who was it? Stephen Meyer? Stephen Meyer... And he is, I'm going to pull it up real fast because I want to get it right. I want, he's not I'm, like an yeah, astrophysicist, right. but it's like PhD philosopher of science, director of the center for science and something that I can't read. So he's like this trained PhD, incredible scientist. 
And it was the most captivating conversation on philosophy and creation and Christianity that I have ever listened to. I, I'm stunned Rogan had a believer on. Like, the, the I, kind I, of I feel like that's like, like such a huge... I want you to say this thing, and then he says it. <laughs> oh, great. Because I so do like, feel like that's such a huge gap in Rogan's content. Like, like no, you're like you're always seeking information and truth, and, <laughs> and you're leaving out like this huge wedge of the pie in who you invite on the show. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It was very good. Like, it... Two hours in, two and a half hours in, um, he says, Joe says, so you're saying like humans, they are the ultimate, like they are the crown jewel of creation. Mm. And mm. and Stephen says, yes. And Joe says, well, why? Like apes can have humor and dolphins can talk and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And he said, because we have souls and because we're made in God's image, we're the only creation that said is made in God's image. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the answer. Why do humans matter? Why does human life matter? Well, because we're made in the image of God and because we have souls that can never die. Mm -hmm. There are really like, I know we've talked about this before, but there are genuine like answers to those questions. If you're wondering like, why am I here? What's the point? Where did I come from? Where am I going? What's the significance? These great philosophical Mm -hmm. questions. (sighs) First off, which Westminster homemaking Catechism. can really, yeah, right. But that, that, that being a homemaker, the act of homemaking, like doing, you know, we talk about like the redundancy and, and feeling sorry for you. Like there's oh, a yeah. lot of time for contemplation. Like I know those questions are coming up to people listening to the show yeah. while they're cleaning What's the, the blood point? off their kitchen floors. Yes. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Is it significant that I just changed my kid's diaper again, make breakfast mm-hmm. again? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? I think what's really neat too is during the Protestant Reformation, you had, you know, the holy work, the work of the priests in the Catholic Church or the, can't think of what they're called, like the people at the cardinals and like all these mm-hmm. sorts of people. That was mm-hmm. the Lord's work. And then, you know, the reformers come along and they're like, nah, it's all the Lord's work. And I think Martin Luther is even quoted saying, like, if you're going to change diapers, change diapers to the glory of God. Like, you don't, if you're going to make shoes, you know, be a cobbler's for God's glory. You want to be a plumber, whatever. Mm-hmm. They didn't have plumbing back then, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm getting at. Like, whatever. They tossed worked. it out the window. They did it to <laughs> <Yeah>. God's glory. <laughs> and that's how cholera is spread, ladies and gentlemen. Bring out your dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just great. I love that there are people yeah. who contemplate these questions. I love that great people have thought about them and, helped us to curate answers and it was just mm-hmm. a really cool no, discussion I regardless of what i got you know where you fall on the spectrum it was a great long form conversation mm-hmm. on understandable philo- philosophical principles about mm. life how Excellent. earth and creation came to be really cool anyway, Excellent. fun to listen to oh, good i've got weeds i need a good one yeah. Um, I was telling students I'm going like, to paint outdoor furniture and yeah. pull a weed. So, yeah. When I put headphones Nothing. on, I'm like, I'm not trying to escape. It just keeps me from thinking too much about what I'm doing and wallowing. Mm. It's something to engage mm. your mind while you're scrubbing blood off your floors. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think it's like a treat. 
which I know mm-hmm. people use this show for that. So mm-hmm. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, can this you is hear Q&A. all that like nonsense? Yeah. Is, the, is our connection bad on your end? There's like, no? I got like gobbledygook pops and squiggles and okay, good. No, I can't hear anything like that. What's going okay. on with that? I don't know. I don't know. Check your cord. Okay. Hopefully Go it's ahead. not recording Just like to make that. sure it's, yeah. Hang on. Okay. Not sure. All right. <laughs> Speaking of, this is Q&A Summer, Season 17, and we've asked you to send your questions over us, over to us on Instagram. And there was a fun one that came in from somebody that I'm going to find, except now I just lost it. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Mrs. Ines Ross commented, thank you for okay. continuing to do this work. We really appreciate it so much. Hands up emoji. I have been listening since 2020, which is crazy to think Woo! this podcast is that old. Since then, I have become a Christian, a wife, a mother, and a homemaker. Dang. Uh, so listening to your podcast <laughs> all the while, it makes me so emotional to think about. It's That's so incredible. That's wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's weird. We're just sitting here talking, but people are listening to it. <laughs> it's still weird to me. Um, we did almost cause a car accident the other day with the uh, the facial hair and the, the bathing suit conversation. Somebody about drove their vehicle off the road laughing. So that's mm-hmm. stay safe. it is funny though like you see a bunch of women at the beach and you're like nobody's talking about it but all of us are checking our bikini lines Uh we all know what it means to be a woman i know at least 25 percent of you are on your period right now like this you know right yeah we did um someone did recommend and forgive me, I'd give you a shout out if I had your name pulled up right now, but someone did highly recommend that we just do electrolysis and get it over with. Uh, just like, you don't really need to be waxing the mustache four times, four times a week. <laughs> don't you have that little well, gizmo? I told you to send me that your little gizmo. Yes, so my I can sister try has it, it right now. Oh. So I'm going to get it back from her and I'm going to be a big girl. Listen, I bought it a couple years ago, and a lot changes when okay. you've got kids. A lot can change mm-hmm. in two years. So I bought this yes. laser hair removal, ladies. You have to use it once a week for 12 weeks, and I would make it to, like, week three, and then I'd fall off the wagon. Okay. So <laughs> let's hope I never get addicted to anything, because we all know how <laughs> how long I'll last. <laughs> does it hurt? <laughs> it does care, if you yeah. are... If you do it in a little too sensitive of an area or like over okay. a bone, like the back of your knee, you know, where there's like not a lot mm-hmm. of fat or muscle between skin and bone. Okay. Do you know what I mean? But how much hair is growing on the back of our knees? I didn't realize I had a bone in the back of my knee, Shay. I don't know if it's no, a bone, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, things on the sides, what are the muscles are? Tendons. Tendons. Whatever. These tendons. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. I cannot imagine not having to shave my legs again. I mean, I guess I've always thought yeah. about electrolysis for like chin hairs and stuff like that, but 
to but spend she said the rest you have to do it hair by leg. hair smooth legs hair by hair electrolysis oh yeah i think it's an individual zapping yeah so chin hairs yes fun bikini line no (laughs) (laughs) what are we doing a session per hair (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) not gonna be helpful (laughs) (laughs) um big thank you to tubes and co for sponsoring season 17 of homemaker chic podcast we want you to visit toops and co that's t-o-u-p-s and co co.com and you can go there and you can shop for clean organic beautiful skincare and makeup products these are products that angela and i both use every single day and the great part is is that i have a teenage girl and it's very fun to be able to say, here's how you cleanse your face at night. Here's how mm-hmm. you take care of your skin afterwards. Here's lotions you mm-hmm. can put on. Here's tallow balms for your dry. It's just such a gift to be able to share that knowing you're not giving, especially your young daughters, hormone disruptors. There are so many chemicals and harsh ingredients in your kind of traditional makeup and skincare. And Tubes has taken care of that. They are incredibly clean, well thought out, and executed with perfection. So this mm-hmm. summer, Angela is sharing with us some of her Tubes favorite and using them. But by the yep. look on her The videos face, are going to be... No, no, I've got it. The videos are going to be over on Patreon, so we're filming a few of those, and they'll just be like little quick snippets. But I just like to show things for the Patreon audience. This is... Yeah. Doggone camera. This is the primer we're always talking about. Yeah. Do right. Okay. So this is going to be great for you if you feel like, you know, if you're in a hot climate right now and you feel like your makeup is sliding off of you because it's sticky and warm and gross, this helps keep everything in place. And everybody's chemistry is different. I can keep makeup on, like if I put eyeshadow on, it just stays on for 12 hours, 18. It'll just stay on. But not everybody's like pH and chemistry. Everybody's different. And so you might find that you need more primer. Like if your face is disappearing, if you go through all that work to do your makeup and you're having fun, you look up four hours later and it's gone. Go ahead and use a little bit more primer. Use some of this, you know, as under your eyes shadow. Um, it but just like don't compare yourself so to others. Like if, if you notice that's what's happening, that you just might be somebody who your makeup mm-hmm. disappears faster. Mm-hmm. Than your friend. Okay, look, see this Patreon people? See this page? This is your hotspot right here. Instagram on Homemaker she- Homemaker Chic on Instagram. And this little <laughs> red button that says beauty right here is going to take you right to tubes. Okay, mm-hmm. so the coupon code for this summer is summer beauty. And that's going to give you 10% when you check out. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yes, summer go beauty. have fun, shop. Also, I wear that primer at night <laughs> too because it just feels... Really? so nice mm-hmm. i mean it's just luxurious it feels like you're rubbing satin on your face it's really beautiful yeah it is really nice it's right it's nice like under your eyes if you feel like they're crepey or you don't like the way your concealer is sitting you know because conceal makeup can sit in your wrinkles and it looks mm-hmm. icky. Makes, yeah and yeah and so this just like really smooths everything out it's there lovely go. there you go mm-hmm. tubesandco.com and i can pronounce everything on the back so hey <laughs> 
<laughs> Code is summer beauty for 10% off. Okay. And then real quick, before we go further, thanks to American Blossom for being a sponsor this season as well. Uh, we've got a new promo for American Blossom with a $245 order. You're going to get this tote. Okay. Free at checkout. Um, use the coupon code homemaker chic 15 for 15% off. And you're going to get the free tote with that purchase. And it's very strong. Sturdy. So like me and you're so schlepping sturdy. things all summer long to the beach. And, you know, you like to take a bag for your groceries. You're going to really enjoy that as well. There you go. We have this like no plastic bag policy in Washington now, or they charge you mm-hmm. eight cents or whatever. I'm sure okay. it's really cut down on plastic consumption. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Instead, everyone's but- just paying eight cents but what i hate is when i forget my bags yeah and then they're like did you bring a bag and i'm like no and they just look at you they're just like you're killing the turtles and you're like i forgot a bag can we just chill out about it you just charge me the eight cents and we can all move on emotionally i just shame me that's that's all (laughs) um i i have fun I bring my Grand Epicerie de Paris bag, which is like the big, fabulous. It's like buying your groceries at Neiman Marcus on crack in Paris. I bring that to the pig, to the piggly wiggly. <laughs> and that is the Parisian farm girl. That is right? the juxtaposition of Angela. Yep, that's it. The joke is I don't have a pig card, but I have a Grand Epicerie card. There you go. So. What, uh, I hate it when they ask, "Do you have your Do you have your card? Can you just give me the discount?" I know you're tracking, but like, mm-hmm. I don't need one more little thing on my keychain. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. go, "No, can you use yours? No, can you use yours?" Yep. Stu and I were talking about this recently. All right, wait. Question. <laughs> Hold on. You what? I want to go back to this. Stu oh, and I I'm were sorry. talking recently about credit cards. And you know how okay. sometimes there are those credit cards where you get like a companion ticket or there's some sort of like annual perk. Mm-hmm. It's like, right? So they're like, ooh, take this card and you get double points or you get companion airfare, whatever. Yeah. I think about that every time I check out at some place and they're like, would you like to open a Piggly Wiggly card? And I'm mm-hmm. like, listen. We both know who's going to win at the end of this equation. You yeah. act like you're doing me a favor. Like, oh, get the card. We'll give you this bonus. But I told right. Stu, it reminds me of like in Proverbs where evil is like it will pray. It doesn't just sit yeah. and wait and like grab things as they walk by. It's like, no, this this lurks. This seeks yeah. you out. You know, it, it's like the fraudsters. You don't contact them right they contact you hey i'm right. a nigerian prince and i just need five thousand dollars to come to america it's like you don't find those people they find you they seek yeah, you out for sure and so we uh-huh. were talking to our children about like look if it sounds to be good too good to be true it is and mm-hmm. not to be cynical but like you have to go into the world knowing that there are people looking to take advantage of you looking to cause you harm yeah looking to to bring evil right they're the ones who want to win at the end of the equation like credit card companies don't lose money let's be clear about that and it was just kind of interesting to the store and the 
when you go to the store and they're like, would you like to open a TJ Maxx? Uh, yeah. Are you going to put this on your TJ Maxx card? Would you like to open a JC Penny card? Did, I always yeah. go, uh, can I pay for it today? Like, because yeah. so I did that. I did go to Penny's a few months ago and she actually said yes. So I did open it. I got like 40% off and then I just paid it right there. I'm like, close it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. Thanks for the discount. I just miss the days when you could just buy stuff and you could just pay cash for it and you could walk out the door. And now they're like, what's your phone number? What's your mom's name? What email for you want us to email you with a receipt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a blade of grass. Yeah. How would you like your receipt? Print, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Do, like, just just print it. Okay. And like, give me the toxic little number. piece of paper. Just like. No. They go, phone number. I go, no. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> why, you don't need that. You don't need my phone number. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my kids are always cringe. I'm not a Karen about it, but I just go, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's private information. Birthday. Yeah. Kids' names? Social security number? Really? Exactly. Huh. Okay. Just try to buy a pot holder, okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I actually kind of delight in it. And I'm, you know, I don't stick to like all the Dave Ramsey principles anymore. Uh-huh. But I thank God truly for Dave Ramsey because he got us through some dark periods of our financial life. And principles that I still use today all the time. Mm -hmm. For example, baby step number one, have $1,000 in your bank account. That is zero. So you just forget it's there, Mm -hmm. right? A thousand is zero. And like when you have that, you can cover little blips as they come up. Like we didn't have the ability to cover those Mm -hmm. before. And I think that's such a great principle. But what I, I love th- that story about the lady that puts hers in glass. She puts it in a frame and it's like all taped up, sticks it in the back of the closet. And it says, in case of emergency, break glass. Perfect. The thousand dollars. Love that. I just have I it in my in bank account so that if I flub mm-hmm. up on thinking I have a certain amount and I don't, it never overdraws. It just sits there in the it bottom. It just sits there. At the bottom. I'm not that cool. Yeah. I've done it for so many years now that I'm like, that's, if there's like a thousand and one dollars in there, I'm like, we have, then you have one. We have one dollar. Okay. I genuinely don't see it. Great principle. I love it. Super simple. Um, But one of the holdovers from doing Dave Ramsey for all those years is consumer cards. And again, could you open the pennies card, pay it off and close it? Yes. But that takes a certain mm-hmm. type of person. The majority of people yeah. will not do that. And he knows mm-hmm. that. He's like, I understand human nature. You do not have that mm-hmm. ability. <laughs> right. I know you think you're going to pay your target card off over the next three months after you bought all that mm-hmm. Christmas stuff. You will not. Because right. in March, there's going to be something else you want. Absolutely. Quite interesting. Just in case any of you are in that position, we've been there. Angela and I have both been there. Dave Ramsey'd our way out. Um, such a great way to do it. And I, one of the things I love that he says is like, you either control your money or it controls you. And that's true whether you have a thousand and one dollars or you mm-hmm. have a million and one dollars. It doesn't really matter. Right. You still have to manage it. 
Yep. And so. usually that that ebbs and flows, you know, and or when it does change, it doesn't just flip overnight. Usually it's like kind of a slippery slope where you start to lose control and it starts to take control, you know? Big you time. Reel that back in. Big time. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. If you're interested in preserving food, Homemaker Chic listeners go big with the Harvest Right Home Freeze Dryer. Freeze-dried foods last for 25 years and will maintain taste, color, and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried foods cost a third of the store-bought version, which means that your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer, get it set up, and have it ready for the rest of summer and autumn bounty, whether you're getting that from the gardens or the markets. You can use your freeze dryer to preserve food when it's on sale at the store, prepare whole meals for something like camping or hiking, or just make sure that none of the food that you have in your house goes to waste. Whether you're freeze drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market. This will soon become an invaluable member of your preserving kitchen. So you can visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker, or just click the link in the show notes or over on Instagram to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and for a limited time this summer, receive an extra 15% off with your purchase of $245 or more and receive a summer tote bag perfect for the beach and shopping. American Blossom Linens brings you American grown cotton sheets, blankets, towels, and more. Their products are woven to last a lifetime. I have the sheets and duvet cover for my bed. I have the sheets for my children's bed. And of course, their luxurious bathroom towels for our bathroom. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER15 with your purchase of $245 or more. Get an extra 15% off and a free summer tote you're going to use all season. You're going to love it. Okay, let's pop over to questions. Okay. Here is one for us, which is kind of fun. I know we have a lot of city folk, <laughs> not Parisians per se, but <laughs> who listen to the podcast. We also have a lot mm-hmm. of like aspiring farmers and homemakers and gardeners and all kinds of fun things. So this is from Denise M. Leon. I'm like, Leon? No, it's probably M. Leon. (laughs) (laughs) And she asks, you seem to get gallons of milk each day from your cows. I know you have a bunch of kids that, but honestly, I've had a half gallon in my refrigerator for two weeks and it's only halfway through. So what do you do with all the milk? Does everybody just drink it constantly? How much do you pump out a day from the cow? Okay. Okay. So we have our cow set up right now for once a day milking. And the neat thing about cows is that they're very much like a human and that they will give you as much as you demand in the sense that if we were to start milking twice a day, Cece's body would naturally start to produce more. For us, we found that once a day milking really works for us. Twice a day is much harder. 
in terms of scheduling. Twice a day is so hard. You just feel like you got it all cleaned up, strained, packaged, and then you're washing rags to do it again. It's hard. Twice and a day you is. can't leave. Like now we can yeah. walk in five in the morning and then we could, in theory, go somewhere for the day. We don't have to be back mm-hmm. at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So right now we're getting two gallons a day. We don't feed dairy ration, which can really increase milk production. We give her a little bit of wet cob. Cob is corn, oats, and barley. And wet means it's covered in molasses. So we give her wet cob and some alfalfa pellets while we're milking. So she gets a little bit of grain because the demand on her body is high. Mm -hmm. The calf still is with CC 24-7. We haven't had to separate and we kind of ended up with this dream calf who literally is like, he'll only drink from one teat. So calves do this weird thing. They'll eat from all the teats and like eventually they mm-hmm. start to get more aggressive and then the cow will start to get sores from where they've like bit mm-hmm. and you'll go yeah, out and it's like that. one is completely drained and you're like, oh, this isn't even worth it. Um, there's yeah. slobber all over. But this calf, he drinks from one. Just one. It's so dreamy. So we've got three beautiful, full teats to milk whenever we go out. (laughs) It's quite lovely. Is it a front one that he It is a front one, which is great because those naturally produce a little bit less. So we've been getting two gallons a day with the calf on full time. And Mm -hmm. this isn't a loss to me because anything the calf drinks turns into beef. (laughs) Like right. meat and milk, I'll take it. <laughs> right. Uh, so with our, let's see, I make buttermilk, buttermilk pancakes, buttermilk biscuits. So I cure, not cure, culture about a gallon a week and I freeze it. Mm-hmm. So I always have it on hand. I do probably three gallons of yogurt a week. Mm-hmm. I strain mine because I like it really thick. And so one gallon yields probably actually a half gallon of yogurt. Mm-hmm. So three or four of my gallons go to that. We use it for obviously just drinking, baking. We use quite a bit for that. And then I make probably six gallons of mozzarella. I use six gallons for mozzarella a week and probably four trying to do my math i might not be quite right (laughs) i use it all (laughs) whatever's left i use it for ricotta and i use ricotta for all kinds of things okay so i'm not i'm not making any hard cheeses or like cheddar i'm not doing that this year this isn't my year for that okay but ricotta Mm -hmm. and mozzarella and yogurt and buttermilk butter and butter yeah Mm -hmm. all right so i want to go back to something though no milk ration no so this is funny and... this is a weird thing listen to this okay i was getting this livestock feed from azur and it's mm-hmm. it says dairy ration and livestock feed like safe for sheep and goats and cows sheep can't have copper so you have to be careful about right. what grain mixes you give them mm-hmm. and what's cool about this grain we haven't really grained our animals like that before but we've trained our sheep to a grain bucket. So if you shake that bucket 
30 sheep come running at you, which is mm-hmm. really helpful when you need to move them from like pasture to pasture. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we thought it's we wanted to get a livestock like a sheepdog. I think I talked about it on here. Mm-hmm. Turns out those mm-hmm. are really expensive, <laughs> especially a trained one, like so right. many thousands of dollars. And we thought, okay, well, we'll just train them to a grain bucket. And that's how we'll get them to come in. And it mm-hmm. worked really well. We were giving Cece this grain a little bit while she was pregnant. You know, you just want to make sure they're taken care of. You don't want them to lose too much condition. Mm-hmm. We get, mm-hmm. she calves, we're milking, colostrum's done. The milk is salty. It tastes like salted, I hate, sweet. I cannot stand it when their milk gets salty. Yeah. It's yeah. not good. And I'm like, I know what Cece's milk tastes like. If she was a new cow, yeah. I would have been like, huh. I'm like, yeah. this isn't what Cece's milk tastes like. We've had this happen one time before with our cat where we were using a fly spray on her. And it affected okay. the milk so badly. It was undrinkable. Yanked mm. it. Next day, milk was fine. So I was just like milk. I'm like, I'm frustrated with this. Like her hay hasn't changed. Her grain hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And I thought, I wonder if it's this dang grain. So I yanked it. Just started giving her hay while I was milking her. Sure enough, mm-hmm. the next day, it's just sweet and beautiful. So huh. we had to stop using it, sadly. But cob works well. So it just gives them a little something okay. to munch and it's way cheaper. And and here's the reality. And where are you getting that? Oh, like, because that's supply. our bugger is. Yeah. What's that? Egg supply, like coastal, big R, like any kind of, any kind of livestock feed and store. It, wet cob. Is it organic or anything? Yeah. Non-GMO The kind we can get is. Yeah. Huh. You'll have to give me the name because that's the bugger for us with the cow is uh, the milk ration is so expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. so expensive. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's a way out of that, I'm I'm game. Well, here's the other thing. I totally understand why dairies need to give milk ration because they have to make it make sense. Their cow mm-hmm. has to give enough milk for it to be able mm-hmm. to make sense. We're <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm I gotta be realistic yeah. about our situation. Like we're not doing this to save money we're not doing this to sell yeah yeah and so i don't need cc to produce maxima you can push cows mm-hmm. hard you really can mm-hmm. it'll shorten their lifespan and i want mm-hmm. a slow steady beautiful pace mm-hmm. long life with my dairy cow that's my goal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so not feeding her a dairy ration if i were to feed her a dairy ration right now her production would increase it's formulated mm. to do that. Mm. But mm. here we are. How much are you getting right now? Fern, well, we're not. She needs us to go. So we haven't separated either because we just haven't needed to. So um, I'm getting two to three in the morning. And then last night I went out and she was just leaking everywhere. And I got another two. Wow. She's a beast. I mean, she's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, 80 pounds a day, I was told by my the, bar, the farmer I bought her from, like when she's first. So that's just capped. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. So a over seven um, gallons. Yeah. And so, but we just started a few weeks ago. And I mean, I'm surprised more. Not all my kids drink the milk, which bugs me. I'm like, would you just drink it? I drink it like crazy. And then I'm just getting started on on doing all the things with it. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really even done anything. Just to get, just going back to doing yogurt. I'm so happy to just have mm-hmm. homemade yogurt again. So and, what are you doing yeah. then with five gallons of milk? Four gallons? No, no. Just just yesterday is when we got a ton. Uh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. But like, I've you know, I've got an 18-year-old who drinks pro- uh, protein shakes like they're going out of style. And mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it gets used. It gets used. Pancakes. It gets used. Yep. Lattes, yeah, that's the thing when you're making more lattes. Yeah. <laughs> when you're you know, making like yeah. pancakes or waffles, I mean, you'll use four, six, eight cups. Like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You use it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I think fun. two makes it feel two to three a day makes it feel like I can do anything. If I want to make mozzarella, I can make mozzarella. I don't have to worry about running out of milk. I don't have to worry yeah. about tomorrow morning's breakfast. You know, it's the perfect amount to me. Mm-hmm. I just said that to Stu. Mm-hmm. I said, this is fun because. I've been really enjoying making mozzarella and I've just been putting it in the freezer for like winter pizzas and all that kind of yeah. stuff. We buy mozzarella. So it's fun to not have to do that now. But it yeah. doesn't feel like so much that you're like, oh, this is a burden. And I'll just say yeah, like, and when you're twice a day, like yeah, that's a, you're there's your shelves and your cooler are just full of it. And you're like, what am I going to do with all this milk? Yeah. And that's especially pigs. like <laughs> people get I was pigs. just gonna say when you yeah. don't have pigs, yeah. then you're then you're drowning in it. When you have pigs, woo. Yep. Talk about yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay, um, I have a, a fun question. Okay. Ready, ready to move on or no? Yes. Yep. Okay. Jordan. Jordan has a good question. I like this. I don't have an answer thought out. So <laughs> I feel a um, little I always feel a little vulnerable when I don't know the questions. Like what's Well, coming? you do that to me all the I time, know, and it's like I always know. some like Theological, Sweating. like, right? <laughs> okay. Catch you off guard. No, this was this is just pretty laid back. Okay. I like it, though. Uh, I've been listening through your episodes all the way from – sorry, hot mic. All the way from the beginning. So weird to listen to those pandemic episodes and making mm. little notes about practical tips you mention. And notice a few times where you mentioned something you couldn't stand, like white sneakers, Shay. And now you've come around on that. So hmm. I'd be curious to know what are some things you've changed your mind on? Like for me, oh, she gosh. said, I used to swear I'd never drive a minivan and now you'd need to pry my minivan steering wheel from my cold dead hands. That is a great question. So it is a great question. And because we went live the day the pandemic started. <laughs> Not planned, know, by the way. We Sorry? <laughs> Not planned, by the way. Not planned. No, no, not planned. Um, actually we were, we were going to even hold off uh, like another month. And when it all started going down and uh, people were at home, that's when I think I said to you, like, we should probably drop this now. I think people are bored Mm. and restless and okay. So, but if you've been listening from day one, like we talk a lot, a lot of crazy crap back then. Episode one is so painful for me. I cannot listen to it. I can't listen to it because I think it's like what makes us weird or something like that and i repeat myself so much i just i can't handle it i sound like such a dork but because we were live back back then 
everybody else was feeling their Cheerios too, right? So you had everybody, like the country was sold out of ball jars and everybody learned how to do sourdough. Like everybody was sort of doing this sort of return. People were really keen to grow vegetables that year. And you and you and I had our own moments like that. Cringy. We were already doing all that crap. Like Shay got a corset. She wore it upside down. Okay? Like Shay's like, I'm... I'm going full Outlander. I'm never wearing synthetic fabrics again. It's only cotton and wool for me. I mean, like we had our own like like romantic notions that we leaned into during that time too, you know? So it's got to be really crazy to listen to those episodes because I'm in homespun today. Just like it's... Are you okay? about that here's the thing in response to so this, we probably said a lot of really stupid things I'm sure we and did. like tried stupid things just like everybody else along the way so okay uh, yeah okay i mean and we talk about this all the time so it probably doesn't need uh-huh. rehashing but like we are evolving people we are changing right. people and i thank god that i'm not the person thank that goodness. i was three years ago okay right um yeah and i think as we grow and get a little bit of wisdom and get a little bit of, I don't know, wisdom. <laughs> I think we do okay. actually speak about things a little bit different now than we did before. You know, I think we tried oh, to kind of goodness, post things so. a little bit different. Um, forgot mm-hmm. about the corset. I don't, <laughs> yeah, not sure what that was. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what. Okay, so have you? Can you think of anything? I'm still not driving yes, a minivan. I can think like something. Okay, uh, at the beginning of the podcast, I okay. I mean, genuinely, like I've beat this horse to death, and I'm sorry, but like I totally rejected working out. Okay. I was like, that's just not for me. I am not athletic. Yeah. I am not interested. It has no bearing in my life. I just can't do it. It's boring. And then two mm-hmm. and a half years ago, I Stu said to me, I think I want to get in shape. And I just said, I'm not going to be left behind. Like, I'm not going to have right. you going and being all in shape and hot. And me not. Hot <laughs> <laughs> and me not. <laughs> and so I said, I'll do it with you. And okay. a friend of mine was a personal trainer. She'd been posting like during COVID, she just was like, okay, her gym closed. She couldn't have her gym open. Yes. So she moved her gym yes. to her house, set up her huge garage with all her gym equipment and was doing private training. And she had a great butt. Yes. Undeniably. Darn beautiful. Darn those butts. And I okay. was like, Rochelle, give me some of that. Help me to do that. More please. <laughs> yes. And and because you had never done it before, I mean, I think it's really great that you had the opportunity to do that because you need to body mechanics and form. Oh, like a full year. Yeah. It was a full year before I felt comfortable enough to be like, mm-hmm. I know what to do now. Mm-hmm. It took a, it took a year. But now here we are two and a half years in and I genuinely love weightlifting. It's hard. I hate Mm -hmm. it right before I do it. But then as soon as my body gets going, it's like, I really just really enjoy it. It's so 
important. Every woman needs to weightlift. I'm going to say that really dogmatically. It's so important. Your muscles are connected. Your muscle strength is connected to your bone density. And we hear all the time about drink your milk, osteoporosis, blah, blah, blah. And very few women are like encouraged to weightlift. Walking is great. Running is great. Being active is great. Gardening is great. Totally but different, there's something though. about lifting heavy weights that is going to save your butt when you're older. Your bones. Save your bones. And, and your, your butt. butt. People used to lift heavy things all the time. All the time. And, and that's what that's I think we need to like, remember. Well, like, what, what did yeah. people do before gyms? It's like, well, they didn't have cars. They had to carry baskets of stuff on their shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think we kind of forget. I know we forget what our bodies are capable of and there is such we have mental demand we have too many eggs and too many baskets and too many windows open in our mind you know um but we don't have the physical demand of our ancestors and it it's a problem like it our bodies really were designed i think to do a lot more than we put mm-hmm. them through yes they died at 38 but i'm not talking about that you know i'm just saying like the they're they can do more than go up and down the stairs 17 times a day and you put that demand on your body and it's it's going to return like it will pay you back in a great way so two things on that the first is that okay. uh Stuart showed me this picture of it was like a it looked like a steak but it was like an mri of somebody's thigh okay but like the bones in the middle thigh okay. around it okay can you picture oh, so it? like an aerial shot like you yeah it was like you cut like it a, okay and are looking at like you cut it right exactly okay yummy round okay. thigh <laughs> bone in the middle okay and it was for different like age groups so there was like a 40 year old sedentary life thigh there was a 40-year-old triathlete thigh. Okay. Then there was like a 78-year-old sedentary thigh and a 78-year-old triathlon thigh. Okay. Four thighs. Okay. <laughs> the sedentary thigh was like this weird, squishy, just fat, teeny rim of muscle around the bone. And then just sort of like fat waves and blobs. Okay. And the triathlete, somebody who like lifted, ran, the muscle was so developed, it looked like beautiful around the amount of muscle around the bone. You're like, oh, this is why people who are, who lift things, who build muscle, they don't hurt themselves as easily. They don't injure as easily. Mm-hmm. Their bone, because it's literally like wrapping your bones and your joints in inches of protective gear. Do you, are you looking at what I'm? I, yeah, I, I'm trying to find it here. Okay, I'm listening to him. Um, oh yeah, I that. saw that image and I just thought I needed to see this because I will never, I will never not build muscle after looking at this in some way. Okay. Because uh-huh. you realize what you're doing for your bones, even if you don't do it to look good, 
Yeah. Or did you find it? <laughs> yeah, it's at Squat University on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. We should share that on Instagram um, so people can see it. It was really mind-blowing to me. And I just thought that was great to see because we don't always – Yeah. You. The thing about working out is that you do it and you do it and you do it. And, you, and you're like, you have to actually make that decision every time you do it. It's not a one and done thing. It's not like I work out mm-hmm. and now I'm somebody who works out. It's like you have to play that mental game every day, every workout. And what if you just let go of the thought that you were going to have a smoking hot body? Yeah. Because most people aren't. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if you're not doing <laughs> most it Most people that are not. I, I have worked out my entire adult life in some way, shape, or form. I've never... I've never hardly looked like it. Yeah. But who's... What about it? Who knows but. what you would be like now? Or what kind yeah. of injuries you would have? Or... Well, that's what I've been hearing just about, like, the older you get, you know, broken bones are a big deal. Yeah. How how many times do women fall and break their hips or break yeah. their arm falling off a ladder? And it's not good. And then they're I mean, bedridden. The, and then they get pneumonia. And then they're bedridden. And then they get pneumonia and then they die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And the interesting thing about bone density is that it hits a peak. And once you lose it, it you can't ever get it back. Ever. Yeah. There's no pill. There's no, like, mm. oh, that bone density has gone. I guess I'll start working out now. Whatever you've lost is already gone. And there's no... So if somebody starts today, then they're just maintaining. They're not increasing bone density. Exactly. Exactly. Yo. <laughs> exactly. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, I mean, I don't want to be pessimistic, but that's scary. Prob- probably should work out after the show, ladies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And listen, it's hard and it's awkward and... Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. The end get on with it anyway you can do it and you know what this positive self-talk i know that sounds really like (laughs) crystally whatever yeah (laughs) i genuinely do think that's important so like i try to do it i try to weight lift and in my Mm. weightlifting workouts they're usually somewhere between like five to nine thousand this is my max five or nine thousand pounds of lifting it's easy for me to track because I use a tonal, so it tracks all this mm-hmm. for me. It says you've lifted mm-hmm. in forty-seven minutes or whatever. You've lifted six thousand mm-hmm. pounds, and even when the workouts are really hard, I try to employ this positive self thing. Like you're doing it, you did it. That's six thousand yeah. pounds you wouldn't have lifted. Good job. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's not as I, long of a workout as I wanted, or I didn't get to it as many times as I wanted, or even if I had to like do some real mental spanking to get myself in front of it doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I listen to shows. Like I turn down tonal and listen to shows. Same. It totally helps pass the time. You just sort of forget what you're doing. Yeah. And I do tell myself this, like in the middle of a set or something, like, you pushed out babies. Mm-hmm. What is this stupid pain in your thigh compared to having a baby? <laughs> okay. I just, it's like whole thing. Like I used to even tell myself in labor, I can do anything for 60 seconds. Dang it. 
Yeah. 60 seconds. I can do anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, to me, that is probably the most life-changing decision that I have made since we started the show. Yeah. Your door is freakishly opening. Where is... What is that? Who is opening it? Uh, It's just... No, no. It's just breezy. Probably the pressure in the house probably just changed or something. It's a ghost. (laughs) Um, Okay. What else has Um, changed? Yeah, this picture is gross. I can think of something. Okay. But not for me, just for you. Oh, don't be mean. (laughs) It's not mean. No, but remember, you used to be very anti-Instapot. Oh, I don't like kitchen gadgets. I like the experience of cooking. I want to do the cooking. I was like, okay, is that what I sounded like? Yeah, I'm just teasing you. I love you. (laughs) Like, you can do that. I'm going to throw my soup in and go garden, and it's going to be ready when I get back. (laughs) Yes, and I don't. I totally. I totally. I see what you were saying because obviously there is something so beautiful about like actually doing the cooking. There's also something beautiful about like being able to work in my garden all day and come in and be like, oh thank goodness, something mm-hmm. was happening while I was out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah. I use the Instapot for a lot of things. It is a compromise. Like I made short ribs in it the other day, and I make killer short ribs, like honey and soy sauce mm-hmm. and ginger and garlic. Mm-hmm. And normally I do them in my Dutch oven, in the oven, low and slow. And they come out just sticky mm-hmm. and dark. Instapot isn't like that. It doesn't no, have that I mean, So it's a compromise. But yeah, I use it all the time. You're right. I was totally wrong. I still hate kitchen gadgets. I'm this many years into I hate cooking. It. And I finally I mean, just bought a citrus, like handheld citrus press. I'd always done it by hand over like a strainer. Uh-huh. And finally I was like, Come oh, on. I- it's eleven dollars. Like a twisty one? What did you put? <laughs> no, no, no. It was from Sir Latov and it was buy? like Oh, the smoothie? it's like this. And you open it and uh-huh. you put the lemon in and yeah. squeeze it. And it's so nice. Cool. It's pleasurable to use. Mm-hmm. There is one other gadget I'm thinking about getting. My friend Amber has it. Because she's like okay. me. It's like if a recipe calls for a clove of garlic, you're like, so ten. <laughs> ten cloves of garlic. Exactly. <laughs> I see yes. your clove and I raise you nine. And I raise you ten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. you have this massive That's garlic. Us. And you can mince it with the knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine. My knife's already messy because I'm doing this. But she mm-hmm. has this like rocker. It's not blades. It's like got a bunch of tiny holes at the bottom. It's oh. like a metal okay. hammock like this with a bunch of tiny holes and little handles. And you just rock it over the pile of garlic and it smooshes mm-hmm. up through those holes. And so it like... okay minces it and it's just kind of nice it's nice cool so maybe (laughs) but look the nature of a kitchen is like i have to be brutal about Mm -hmm. what goes into my kitchen because it gets it gets bad granny yard saley crusty quickly gizmo-y yeah yep very so i have a i actually have a kitchenaid mixer Mm -hmm. and i remember i remember when we got married i just thought Someday, someday, I'm going to have a KitchenAid mixer. Oh, They're expensive. it was just like this. It was yeah, the thing. You know, somebody sent me one back when I was having babies and we were just so broke, like devastatingly broke. 
a blog reader had closed her small bakery and she had a white KitchenAid mixer and she sent it to her. Wow. That's and cool. it was it might has it might as well have been a power a winning powerball ticket. I'm like now yeah. I'm a grown up. I yeah. have two babies and a mixer. Yeah. It changed everything. It changed everything. God bless her. It was just such a like cliche like random act of kindness. Holy cow. Do you mm-hmm. ever think about getting a bigger one? Like do you ever think about like a big Bosch something a little bit more No, because legit the thing is the I don't aid? even I don't use my mixer. It sits in my root cellar because you know it takes up a lot of counter space. Mm-hmm. And you know we talked about seasons ago about like mm-hmm. Remember the book? Was it a book we read about like dusting the toaster? And it's like if no, you no, wipe we had that chick on the shelf. Off, we had that. Okay, had like if you wipe your toaster yeah. off and it takes you seven seconds, mm-hmm. well, that's like eight weeks of your life that you've spent just dusting mm-hmm. off this toaster. And so what I ended up doing was buying a forty-dollar handheld mixer. It's got dough hooks, okay. it's got whisks, and it's got like spatula-y okay. ones. Mm-hmm. And I plug it in and I whip my cream or whatever it is. And it just stores in my drawer. And I actually like it more than the KitchenAid because you can, you just get okay. control. You get to manipulate it. You know how there's always like stuff mm. stuck in the bottom of your bowl. You got to scrape down or whatever. This is just, it works perfectly well. Hmm. And, I, and I don't make breads that I have to knead. Einkorn is pretty much a no-knead dough. And the okay. other artisan loaves I make of other grains, I fold them, but I don't need them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll fold them three times okay. or whatever in the first hour, yeah. and then I slow ferment them. Mm-hmm. I just, I genuinely don't have a need for it. Isn't that weird? Okay. It is. But you don't, like, yeah, cakes and stuff, like. Yeah, I just do it with my handheld ones. Or, or, okay. Yeah. My mom has this handheld. It's got to be 30 years old. I bet it's 35 years old. No, it's older than that. It's so old. And it's so, like, made to last, like, from back in the day, like, from the 70s, you know, where stuff was just made. And it's got all the little, mm-hmm. you know, you set the speed that you want. and yeah. Mine even has a timer. Cow. So it's, like, whip okay. the egg whites for four minutes. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. What I mean, when my I'm mixer, baking, so I, I got to focus. Uh-huh. It's not good for me to be yeah. like, okay, let this whisk while I, you go over to the stove and do this. Like, no, just if I'm baking, I'm just going to uh-huh. bake. I'm just going to chill out for a second. Focus on what I'm oh, doing. Oh, okay. You know what I, I mean? I move around. Yeah. yeah. I move around. Um, my So the one the lady sent me, it bit the dust probably four years ago or whatever. So I got a refurbished one off of Amazon. And darned if it didn't like break the minute I got yeah. it. The little silver nibs that you stick the yeah like a the bowl in and one popped off. So I have to shove a pencil in every time yeah. I use it. And then the back where it clamps in in the back, like that screw is always coming undone. So I have to like, and then yeah. the, the bowl starts like shaking yeah. around. I have to go in with a butter knife, tighten it up, you know. And, and they're yeah. different now. Like there's this nipple on the back that's supposed to go into like the little bracket with the nipple hole. And it's like it never yeah. goes in quite right, and I'm messing with it. And then, like, if it's not right, yeah, because if it gets crooked or whatever, like metal shards from the mixer thing coming off. 
in my well, and I I did see on Instagram that they're full of lead. I'm sure that the 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 beater, you know, the yeah. yeah. You're supposed to be able to call KitchenAid and like demand a lead-free one. I saw this story. I don't know the veracity of it, but yeah, like oh great. Yeah, great. no, it was just like it was chipping, and I'm like, this is again. It's like one more thing to manage. I was talking to my mm-hmm. my cooking community group. I was asking them if you could change one thing in your kitchen right now to help it run smoother. What would it be? Mm. Which was interesting, but mm-hmm. I said. I was thinking about getting a Roomba because to me, if my floors in my kitchen could stay a little bit cleaner, to me, that's mm-hmm. like when my kitchen is accounted for, then I, I want to cook. I want to go in and make yeah. brownies and pop popcorn and like, and when it's a wreck, I yeah. don't want to do that. And it's really important Mm-mm. for the next 10 years of my life, at least that I stay motivated in this. It, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what about a Roomba? And everyone dashed my dreams. Everyone who had a Roomba was like, don't. Because it's it doesn't work. You got to kick it around. You got It won't do this. It, blah, blah, blah. it leaves this trail. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like one more electronic thing to have to manage that doesn't quite work. And you got to dust it. And you got to empty it. And you got to plug it in. And oh, it's not charged. And oh, for whatever reason, it's gidging out on this. Gidgen's not a word. Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> I mean, I think if you live in <laughs> suburbia with no kids and you just need it to scooch around and get the dust out of the corners, but no, I had one and I wanted it. I wanted it to save me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to have clean floors forever. <laughs> I was so happy. And I liked it for a while. It was it was great for a while, but it's not. You'd have to tell the kids go get the chunks off the floor because mm-hmm. it's not a shop back. Turning mm-hmm. it on, mm-hmm. you know, and it was fun. You'd hear it talking and going around and everything, but it's not. We live really hard. Mm-hmm. We live really hard in this house, and there's no way. Yeah, and my know. friend Olympia on there was saying like, you would watch it go, and it would like miss the leaf, and then you would become obsessed mentally with it getting this leaf. And then it wouldn't. And then like yeah. this leaf that normally you wouldn't have even thought twice about. You're just like, oh, I'll get it when I sweep yeah. tomorrow. All of a sudden you become like so focused on how bad it's, it is that it's not picking up this leaf. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, hey, what was the name of your vacuum cleaner? SIBO. Y'all, SIBO. Okay. S-E-B-O. Okay. Um, yeah. can I tell you that I do feel like that, like about floors, like if the floors mm-hmm. stayed clean, mm-hmm. I dang. <laughs> and and where I'm trying to get to myself with is just like, look, there are things you, ha- you do a little of every day because it keeps mm-hmm. it from piling up such as laundry. Yeah. If I do two loads of laundry mm-hmm. a day, laundry is never an issue. If mm-hmm. I have to do 12, <laughs> whatever in one day, it's a major issue. Yeah. Same with yeah. floors. So I was like, look, maybe after we do dishes each night, we just sweep the floor. It's not perfect. It's not done to a T. But you can do that when you deep clean your kitchen once a week. You can mop it once a week. But like maybe we yeah. don't let it build up because then it, it is a lot of work to get do it you, Okay. We're big broomers. Do you use your broom? <laughs> I normally vacuum my kitchen floor, but I can broom it really fast. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Like we broom a couple times a day. Mm-hmm. And we'll start like up here at the top of the stairs. We broom, right? We broom the Persians. I'm forever buying buying a new clean broom. Yeah. Like a new clean broom. And yeah. we use it like crazy. Yeah. Because in so many ways, it's more effective than a vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. So, well, my it's not getting clogged up. Effective. You know, uh-uh. Huh? My SIBO is it's pretty sexy. I, okay. I mean, I find a lot of pleasure in vacuuming. Mm-hmm. And I can give it to a kid. Like, True. The vacuum, I think, kind of overwhelms. Yeah. I don't always do it, like, good enough for me. But the brooming, yeah, I'm a big sweeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we cue some wine music before we pop on to the next question? Yeah, do that. Okay. Ladies, I have to tell you a story. Once upon a time, many years ago, I started drinking dry farm wines. And over the course of four years, wine became something else to me. It wasn't alcohol. (laughs) It was an enhanced experience, an opportunity to seek a taste of somewhere else. And that's how I still drink wine now. I drink a glass with dinner and it's so delightful. It's so tasteful and alive because dry farm wines are naturally fermented and there are no additives, no sugars, chemicals, colorants, preservatives, stabilizers. They're beautiful and they're alive. They are the sourdough of the wine world. Last night, Stuart had a gig at a local tasting room. And I know that this is going to sound posh, and arrogant. <laughs> oh boy. But shocker. I live in wine country. Washington wines are a big thing. And I don't really drink them. They're mm. too syrupy. The alcohol content is too high. And I feel terrible when I drink them. One glass, I feel terrible. And so I just mm. typically have something else. But he went to play music at this wine venue. And the lady was very kind. Would you like a glass of wine while you set up? Sure. I said, I'll take the driest you have. Thinking this will be my, at least this won't be offensive. And she poured me a glass of their rosé. It was undrinkable. My dad ended up coming and drinking it. And he was like, I don't care. (laughs) But... I took a sip and I said, how do they sell this as a wine? Really? It was disgusting. Truly. Like stinky feet. It was so bad. And I thought, I don't even care because I find I don't need wine everywhere all the time. I'm not the sort. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was thinking about you because they had all this stuff hanging okay. on the wall, like, you know, dish towels that would say, like, screw it with a wine cork. Or, like, I it's not drinking alone if the dog's home. And I'm like, I can't stand <laughs> that stuff. I can't stand it. I can't stand printed tumblers. And I don't know what you call it. 
wine culture. Wine, like I, this weirdo wine culture. And I just thought, I really, you know what? I'm okay. It's so not classy. Yeah. Remember, like, remember when yeah. we just drank a glass of wine because we like i just don't and like it was, it's paraphernalia like, like that yeah it's like a, it's like a non-thing and you know I, i've talked about when we were in sicily and every restaurant we went to served Jordan wine she's 12 <laughs> and they would bring her yeah. out a glass and they would pour her a glass i would drink it but um mm-hmm. it was just like a non-thing and i just thought okay <laughs> hello child in underwear Oh, they got raspberries. Raspberries. There you go. Go ahead. All right. Okay. So I would just encourage you to give this a try. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic is where you can go to give these wines a try. They might be so radically different from the wine that you're used to. And if you think that you don't like wine or you think that it makes you feel bad or you think it's super high in sugar and calories and it's no good, I would really encourage you to give this a try. You know, we had Todd on from Dry Farm Wine a couple times. And I love how we talked about, yeah. look, it's meant to Excellent. it's meant to enhance your meal. It's meant to enhance your conversation. It's not meant to <laughs> numb you. <laughs> that's not the point. Right? And that's what right. I feel like when I drink a glass of Dry Farms. It's... It's no compromises. It's a delight. It's a joy. Right. So try a box. Yeah. Three, six, nine, twelve. Get yeah. a bottle for a penny. Try a, th- a three pack of rosé this summer. Yep. Have some friends. Oh my over. gosh. Yum. I'm almost tempted to buy a bottle of this rosé and send it to you so that you can see what I'm talking Are you kidding? about. Oh my goodness. Okay. I just thought if this is what people think that wine is. Mm-hmm. This is like thinking that McDonald's is what food is. Like, we're not mm. having the same conversation. I mean, <laughs> usually no. <laughs> usually no. We talk All about right. something else. All right. Do you get another question? Um, okay. Us? Yeah. No. Uh, Camille wants to know if we've ever seen the documentary Why Beauty Matters. Have you ever seen that? No. Okay, do you know what it's about? So, uh, beauty. I'll look it up. Okay, by the late Roger Scruton, she said. Why beauty matters? Philosopher Roger Scruton presents a provocative essay on the importance of beauty in the arts and in our lives. In the 20th century, Scruton argues art, architecture, and music turn their backs on beauty. True making a cult of ugliness and leading us into a spiritual desert using the thoughts of Mm. philosophers from Plato to Kant. And by talking to artists, Michael Craig Martin and Alexander Stodart, I don't know who that is. Scruton analyzes where art went wrong and presents his own impassioned case for restoring beauty to its traditional position at the center of our civilization. Hmm. I am. That sounds very interesting. Can you watch it right here? I'm on top documentary films. Yes, you can. It's an hour long. Look at that right there. Free for all. Cool. All right. Top documentaryfilms.com. Oh, we should actually, talk about this then okay. next week. We Let's should watch this yeah, and that talk about topic this. in particular really intrigues me. And I 
don't know how to articulate my stance on it mm-hmm. because it, I get like emotional. It's to me, it's like really unacceptable that we would just create and not create beauty, not create some, like even modern mm-hmm. architecture or even just like the modern, um, like when a builder throws up a neighborhood, why does it have to be ugly? Mm-hmm. And why do we not even notice that it's ugly anymore? Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. Why, why can't things be beautiful? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clothing at Target. Why is it so ugly? Right. And why can't art- it be beautiful he's... and affordable? You know? Yeah. Oh, totally. The interesting thing about that is that whole idea of like beauty is in the idea eye of the beholder. The beholder, right? But I'm talking about like how did we get to the point where we don't recognize it that it's not beautiful right. anymore? I, we collectively—that's well, that's what I'm true. saying. Over t- <laughs> that beauty's not yeah. in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. So in yeah. so in this Joe and Stephen t- conversation, okay. I was talking to you about uh-huh. Uh-huh. Stephen was appealing to what we would consider general morality. You're Muslim, mm-hmm. you're Jewish, you're Mormon, you're Christian, you're atheist, you're agnostic. Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks it's okay to punch granny in the leg. Why? Right. Why, Why? is it not okay to punch mm-hmm. granny in the leg? Because we have a general morality mm-hmm. that's written, I would argue, mm-hmm. like written on our hearts. Right. Okay. That doesn't mean we listen to it, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. there. And R.C. Sproul talks about like having an inflated beach ball. And when you suppress that or when you do things that are counter to it, it's like trying Mm -hmm. to hold a beach ball underwater. It's like always wanting to like pop up out the sides where it's like, this Mm -hmm. is no good. I think beauty is the same thing. I think it is. That doesn't mean we all have the same taste, not the same thing. Right. There is a reason that. For the last, what, 600 years, people have been going to Florence to see David? Exactly. Why? Exactly. Why? Yeah. Because he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's beautiful. No one is arguing that David is ugly. Right. And that's, so. Oh, I'm really intrigued by that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am too. Hmm. And that you know, for the homemaker, um, that filters into our, why does making things beautiful in our home matter? Why does creating a beautiful home matter? Why does setting the table with flowers matter? I mean, like just giving importance to that. And what I'm saying is like, how have we collectively lost that being important where there's now like just us weirdos that care, you know, what, it used to be where we agreed on beauty and we agreed that it was important. And so, yeah, really that I'm going to watch that. Sounds great. You're listening to homemaker chic podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Homemaker chic listeners. Have you made your 2024 travel plans yet? Why not join me, Angela in Paris for five nights and six days in either April or October of next year for the elegant ladies trip of a lifetime. I'll be taking you to my favorite restaurants, patisseries, 
three different Parisian flea markets, a glamorous riverboat cruise, of course, the must-have photo shoot in front of the Eiffel Tower, and more. So grab your mom, your sister, your best friend, or come by yourself and make new friends. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash Paris with Angela to reserve your place. Spots are very limited with only eight guests. Let me show you around my most favorite city on earth. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash Paris with Angela or simply click that red circle marked Paris over on our Instagram profile. Hey friends, Shay here. If the food coming out of your kitchen is a little lackluster and if you've been feeling like you need some instruction, direction, or inspiration in the kitchen, I wanna personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. Here's the thing, we have to cook multiple times a day, whether it's for us or for a household, we have to be economical, smart, and intentional with what we put on our tables. Since 2018, I've encouraged women in their kitchens with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. Basically, I'm here to help you see that the food that we enjoy matters, and I'm here to help you actually cook it. So here's how it works. As a cooking community member, you'll get five farm fresh recipes each month created from my kitchen and delivered straight to you. You'll also get an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. On top of that, we meet once a month for a live Q&A where you can ask questions of me or other home cooks live in community and be inspired to kind of keep going on that good work in your kitchen. Lastly, our online community is thriving and there's loads of conversation and sharing going on there all the time. So you can participate there as much or as little as you'd like for further direction and inspiration. Each month, you'll get to enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership that works best for you. And let's get cooking. Yeah, that's... But do you think that that's true? Do you think people can't see it? Or do you think they don't care? Or do you think that... Because, like, when I see people, like, think about in the 90s, like, the mohawk counterculture, leather jacket, mm-hmm. green-haired sort of a phase that came through in the 90s, right? Okay. And it was this, like, mm-hmm. sticking in the eye of tradition, sticking your finger in the eye of tradition. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone thought that was beautiful. I think it was right. meant to be anti-beautiful. So. Right. Okay to make some sort of social proclamation. Mm -hmm. So do you think it's that people can't see it, that they don't care or that they're intentionally doing it? I think that it's not valued. I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's become more optional and, who like it's not valued Mm -hmm. i mean just like you could say like maybe this isn't the best analogy but you could say like our constitution works if we are a judeo-christian culture if we are if we hold those values collectively as a culture our constitution makes sense and it it will we can work we're letting go of those and it's like it's falling apart you know the american experiment is falling apart because we don't have that we don't all agree on that like Mm -hmm. we used to you know so Mm -hmm. why isn't I I think it's just not important to 
a lot of people and I, mm-hmm. I want to know why. Where did that breakdown come? Obviously, there's always going to be like things that happen in culture, like what you're saying with in the 90s where there's ex- self-expression that comes out in a certain way. That That's always happened. It's not always looked like green mohawks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't understand why it's not important. Yeah. And I think me. I'm thinking out loud here, which is always good okay. to do in front of tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. But when I think about like green mohawk stage of the 90s, mm-hmm. I'm generalizing broadly. Okay. Oh, painting sure. with broad <laughs> strokes. Okay. You have to generally... And, yeah. Those aren't the sort of people who were raised by mom and dad, who loved each other, whose dad told them, I love you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> we support you. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you're you're important. You're cared for. Here's a safe home. Here's a safe haven. Here's three meals a day. Like, we got your back. We, you know, mm-hmm. Those aren't the sort of people that you associate having come from a background like that. And I say this Mm -hmm. because my dad's a juvenile probation officer and I've met many of them. Mm -hmm. And it is generational depravity. Mm -hmm. And God bless these children. The majority of them don't stand a chance. And... It is that like apple not falling far from the tree. It's the only life they know. And so the reaction is, well, now I'm this way. And now the world needs to change. Instead of thinking, this was shafty. (laughs) And it's not the way that it should be. But for them, this is the way it is. And maybe an ugly world is actually more comfortable to them. Because it represents the only thing that they know. Hmm. Maybe people like, like I see my garden as beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not everyone's okay. style of garden. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. What I think is most beautiful about it is that it reflects the creator. I don't see a hollyhock. I see like, a little masterpiece like god thought i think now i shall make a hollyhock <laughs> and mm-hmm. this you know and to me so it's like this grander reflection of something much bigger and i kind of wonder if ugliness comes from that too well think about for how many hundreds and hundreds of years we valued greek and roman culture and even their celebration of the human form in statuary as an example And that's, you know, whether that was, you know, in like the Victorian or before the Victorian era where where we started looking back and like really celebrating that and bringing those pieces over and bringing them into museums and putting them in our homes. That's celebrating the what we opened the show with Mm -hmm. the pinnacle of God's creation made in his image. Mm -hmm. Beautiful beautiful human form Mm -hmm. look what we're doing look what we're celebrating with the human form today Mm -hmm. we're not celebrating it at its ideal Mm -hmm. and if you ever think nudity is nudity is nudity 
go to the Louvre. <laughs> go study nudity at the Louvre. We're not talking about the same thing. <laughs> so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. What's the, is it embrace where like the woman is down and the man has her in his arms? It's a huge statue at the Louvre where they're like kind of laying on their side. They may or may not have heads. I can't remember. I remember just standing Ooh. there and being like, what is this? Well, also, soon I, I just gosh, started I'm dating. Having a hard so. time. <laughs> I'm having a hard time bringing that one up in my mind. Okay, let I me see if I, I'll it. find it. Um, okay, hold on. Angela. Yeah, here it is. Have I ever told you about my friend Todd? I love him. This is it, Ange. This one. Oh, I tripped on my rug. I about fell in front of all of you. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Holy. Okay. I just stood and yeah. stared at it. I stared at it. Anyway, my friend Todd. That's how- love him. He was he mm-hmm. was traveling in Paris, I think, for like, oh, shoot, what's it called? Campus Crusades. And mm. he didn't go in. And he, he calls it the Louvre. <laughs> I just love the Louver. The Louver. He's also a pear farmer, and he calls him Anjos instead of Anjou. But uh, but he was just, like, standing on the, you know, where you can walk on, like, the roof. And he's like, oh, weird, a glass triangle. Mm-hmm. No idea. He just had no idea where he was. <laughs> what was underneath him? That's awesome. <laughs> this, this is my time, favorite. This, this is, is what Rodin's. was underneath you. <laughs> okay. You see that? This is yeah. Rodin's kiss. Yeah. This is, it's hard with the overexposed. This is my fave. Yeah. Oh, my yep. gosh that's how i thought this in real life yeah. is huge yeah. and i just the first time i saw it i cried i'm like that is so beautiful i don't even it's beauty how did someone do that yeah and and they can make you do that and by the way yep. the women have pooches and saggy boobs and big old butts <laughs> yeah they all all the depictions the late they have we have our womb you know our fallopian yeah. fanny pack <laughs> What was that? Do you remember that chick? Oh my gosh! What were some of the other ones? Oh, I don't know. The fallopian fanny pack just really the got fallopian me. Fallopian fanny the pack. The woman womb. Oh, that you know, was it's like your hysterical. Womb. Yeah. Wear it, ladies. That is your, that is your, womanness in full form. <laughs> Whether or not you've had children, you you still got that woman womb. Right. She's beautiful. It's if there. you feel bad about yourself, just go look up some Roman art. You'll feel better. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, let's watch that and let's okay. talk about it next week. Okay. Okay. Lovely. Let's do that. Yeah. La- uh, ladies, if you're listening, right. go watch it too. And then you can know what we're talking about when we um, chat about it next week. I can't wait. Okay. Ladies, have an awesome, awesome week. If you have questions that you want us to answer too, make sure you shoot them over on Instagram. Send us a PM and that way we have them for the show. Yeah, and if you've had a major um, paradigm shift about beauty in your own world, in your own life, whether it's uh, how you take care of yourself or how you take care of your home or something that you started doing that really um, impacted your surroundings or your appearance and and you want to talk about it, tell us that too. We'll share your story. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Okay. have a great week. We'll see you guys next Monday. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.